Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Forge loot, the guns that you can both create and get to drop. I wanted to do a talk about this. I gave it some time, some thought, and looked at the guns and the possible roles, and I wanted to address this. If you're listening to this to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. And if you're here live right now, you can go ahead and submit those questions. We're going to break this into three parts as we always do. First, we're going to talk about forging guns. Then we're going to talk about the drops and the augmented guns. And lastly, we're going to talk about how this is close, but we're not there yet. This is close, but we're not there yet. So first, let's just talk about forging guns. I actually just want to kind of go through the guns you can make and kind of give my thoughts on them. First and foremost, the sniper is actually really nice, and it's arc. I think it's kind of perfect for the endgame raid encounter. It should be noted that this loot pool is combined with the raid loot pool, so you'll start to very quickly notice aesthetic similarities between the guns if you get guns from the raid and the forge. It's all one essentially one big loot pool i'm disappointed by that but at the very least they made the sniper built for that end game encounter being arc and being really snappy it's it's a nice gun now it does it can't not roll with triple tap and that's been one of the critiques from one of our community members that some of these guns are just missing perks that would make them viable or good so the sniper not getting triple tap doesn't bother me that much i honestly feel like genesis would be a better perk given that you're using it mainly for the long reach of its arc and hitting those shots on on the captains now triple tap would be nice in that fight though once you started using it on his shield or to stun the boss triple tap might come in handy but i'm not going to die on that hill i think it's a nice sniper now the hand cannon that just got released is uh the kindled orchid that gun feels really really nice but it does seem again strange as an energy primary weapon we've already saw a video go out by frostbolt saying it's his new favorite primary uh he got like i think it the 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 thumbnail was like 63 kills is what he was saying uh and i was watching him play a little bit with it and when i used it i felt like it grabbed heads pretty quickly It, it did feel like it had a very crisp feel to it again as an energy primary though i feel like it's missing it's missing perks it doesn't get dragonfly which is one of the primary reasons you might consider using an energy primary like the trust or others dragonfly being a decent sort of substitute so you could say hey i'm not getting my feeding frenzy rampage or my outlaw rampage but i'm getting some crowd control when i pop those heads with dragonfly and with the new dragonfly spec you can do that uh, as well kind of get a better effect out of it so in general, the hand cannon is going to land in a similar place in my mind as the, I think it's called the ringing nail, the auto rifle. Um, thank you for 26 months pulverizer. The, the ringing nail and the hand cannon are basically in the same camp in my mind because they have perks on them that are unique, but they don't go far enough. So I could forgive the lack of Dragonfly on the hand cannon, and I could forgive the auto rifle not being that exciting either, because again, it's an energy primary, if Shield Disorient or Disruption Break were stronger. Shield Disorient is a brand new perk introduced with the Forge. If you pop a shield, it disorients the enemies in the surrounding area. Disruption Break was on, and still is on, the SMG from Escalation Protocol. 
you break their shield and then they take more damage from kinetic. Initially, it was supposed to only make them take more damage from kinetic uh, critical hits, but now it's just a generic, they take more damage from, from kinetic. That's how it always worked. They just adjusted the language to match what it was actually doing in the first place. The, the, the problem with both of these perks is if I'm going to be using a primary and thinking, okay, the benefit here is breaking shields, disorienting enemies, and getting disruption break, you have to make those perks better. They gave unique perks to these weapons, but they're not strong enough. I think Shield Disorient should do shield popping on all elements. It should be like a universal shield popper. That would be a reason to run it, right? If you're going into content where there's lots of shields, nightfalls, whatever, well, this auto rifle, it's not a precision weapon like a hand cannon. It's not going to hit really hard for those crits, but I can pop any shield. And then it should do Shield Disorient when you match. If you match, it causes the blinding effect and the disorient, but the real reason to use the gun would be the universality of the shield popping that it would grant you. Disruption Break should have something intrinsic to it, to uh, like Genesis. What Disruption Break should do is, on the breaking of a shield, it should reload the gun you're using and give you like a 33% damage buff for a short period of time on that gun, and if you switch to Kinetic, it should be like a 50% damage buff. Now again, you would want to make that a small window, you wouldn't want to kind of break the game, but it could be like an on-the-fly, procable, in the right scenario, trench barrel, kind of. But again, if you switch to Kinetic, you'd get a bigger buff. The sacrifice would be you gotta switch weapons, you lose a little bit of that time, but it would be a 50% buff. Again, the, the idea there would be you're making the gun's perk have more of a universality, which makes you consider using an energy primary. Well, any shield I pop is going to give me a damage buff. Any any shield I shoot is going to pop and do the big explosion. I can't get dragonfly, but this kind of serves as a dragonfly as well as you know the ability to blind people. That would be my feedback on those guns. Now, the machine gun is actually really, really nice. The hammerhead. Having a void machine gun is beneficial. Machine guns are good power weapons because of their ammo economy, and they're a little bit universal with respect to the fact that you, know, you can use them on a mob of adds or some majors, and you don't have to use a ton of ammo to do it. If you do that with, like you know, your sleeper or your 1k or your whisper, you can really start to eat into your ammo and run out. Machine guns have a little bit of an advantage and there's actually now three element machine guns in the game. The Dawning brings the solar version. We have the Ark and Thunderlord and then the Hammerhead for Void. So, overall, I like where they went with the Forge guns, but I don't feel they went far enough with two of them we don't know i think the last one's the sword we're all hoping that the sword will then you know obviously get some good treatment and be awesome we want you know we want unique power so those are the guns you can make okay those are the guns you can make now let's talk about the dropped guns the ones that drop and the augmented weapons so the ones that drop are the remix weapons that were dropping a week early uh you can get the balagent right here balagent however you say it balagent you can get that uh you can get the galliard the swift ride and they look different okay the swift ride with rampage outlaw i was really enjoying this in the crucible it felt it reminded me of hawksaw it's a very very nice gun so there is some potential here with these remix guns there's a 110 hand cannon called the bad news i'm a fan of bad i'm a fan of 110s because of the warden's law uh and i'm sure it can roll outlaw rampage and it looks cool so 
I think those weapons have potential just with respect to player choice. It's just giving you more things to go after and potentially you like that style of shotgun, pulse rifle, whatever, and now you've got more versions. They look kind of neat and they're random roll. And the nice thing is you can just grind the forge like crazy and they're dropping with decent regularity. So I give those a thumbs up. I think that gives more ground to the fact that they can use year one weapons, old weapons and armor, old old vendors, and, and randomize their weapons to at least give more things to chase and, and have more personalization. I would love to chase a really nice, you know, um, a really nice old fashioned and get a nice outlaw rampage roll in an old fashioned. That would be really fun. I love the way that gun felt and handled, but that gun stuck in year one without random rolls and without the mod slots. So these weapons are, are, are going to give ground to future videos. I probably make where I really call on Bungie to open up all the old vendors to have, random rolls etc and the, and the mod treatment now the augmented weapons make zero freaking sense I don't understand what they were thinking Hamrick and the guy sitting next to him sorry I forget his name might have been Greg it was Greg Josh Hamrick and Greg sit in the vid doc and they talked about augmented weapons and the ability to have an extra perk and they made it seem like a value point I, I don't think this is a value point I don't think they should have even brought it up I don't even know if it should be in the game because it just doesn't seem like it's worth the time basically what ends up happening is if you're familiar with the weapon system you might have to visualize this if you're listening to the audio only version you'd have to visualize like this Wishbringer shotgun you can pick between steady rounds and accurized rounds right you can pick one or two of the bubbles the next two perks you can't pulse monitor and moving target I'm just I'm stuck with those right they can still roll random you can keep trying to get that shotgun with a different roll but I don't have a choice augmented weapons adds another choice so if I got an augmented version of the Wishbringer, I don't even know if you can I don't know if that's possible but let's just say I could well then I might have pulse monitor here and then below it I would have a threat detector okay that's literally it that's what an augmented weapon is so that doesn't even make sense and apparently the new bad news cannot roll with outlaw rampage only outlaw kill clip that's a bit of a disappointment especially for a 110 um, that's that's a bit of a disappointment. Might make it viable in Crucible, though. It feels like some of these Forge weapons are viable in Crucible. So, that's all an augmented weapon is. It basically adds that extra bubble. That doesn't seem like a big value point, and it's completely and utterly random. You can get any weapon to drop like that. They would need, I think, if they're going to do the augmented weapons, I think they need to make it, like, give some intentionality. Pick... This is what this is my recommendation to Bungie. Pick 10 weapons from the gunsmith and make them have augmented options and give them an extra mod slot. So maybe you wouldn't traditionally use some of those gunsmith guns that just didn't seem like they were worth it because they were kind of slow and clunky or they weren't that good. But if you can get that extra potential perk for good perk combinations, good perk synergy, and put two mods, old mods and new mods on it, two slots, but you can't double, you can't like stack up the old mods, but you could do like, let's say Rampage Extender, which is one of the new ones, and then increase the mag size. That might make you want to make an augmented weapon and have a really unique version of guns that have previously been in the game. But right now there's no intentionality and there's no value. I'm, not, I'm confused as to why they're even there. There's potential, uh, but I don't know why they brought it up. That one should have been kind of left on the shelf. It just feels like 
wasted space in her inventory where they could have just done more bounties or something or just more opportunities for forge weapons I don't know uh, or bounties that let you grind for um, one of her new mods that would you know maybe take a little bit longer now let's just close by saying close but not there yet uh, I do want to give credit where credit is due they you know they did try to do some of the things we've asked them to do they you know they gave us the the unique perks that just didn't go far enough because when you look at some of these new perks like shield disorient and the fact that disruption break is on other guns now you know not just the SMG from the escalation protocol it's like okay cool you guys are repurposing things that are unique and you know potentially powerful that's great you're giving us what we asked for the problem is is you just didn't go far enough again I don't think Bungie really understands the energy weapon problem as I outlined in another video I don't think they have a full grasp on why anybody would not or would run an energy primary and the reason I can say that is we got a 648 uh, edge transit we really need uh, a mark I don't know why anybody would use any of the energy primaries because again there's a specific thing that they would need to do to warrant it because like right now what most people do is is they use a really strong kinetic and then their secondary there it's functioning as a secondary is something that shoots fast and can pop shields whether you've got you know the one fusion rifle in the game that shoots fast i forget the name of it somebody in chat can remind me i know milo likes to use it you might use a Badlander or the, you know, the Ikelos shotgun. As soon as you switch to an energy primary, you're immediately feeling two pain points. Number one, there's not a lot of good kinetic options that are secondary. Parcel of Stardust, Perfect Paradox, and I forget the other one that people are using up here. Uh, well, Dust Rock Blues people love to use in the Crucible, but in PvE, it's just like... There's not a lot of good kinetic options for secondaries. So as soon as you run an energy primary, you're feeling that point, right? You're feeling that pain point. The second pain point you're feeling is primaries are generally used for busting ads and busting ads quickly with good crit multipliers and good perks like Rampage, Kill Clip, etc. Those perks just make sense on a primary as you kind of cut through, uh, as you kind of cut through the crowds of the trash ads, the red bars, uh... I would think, I would think, if you're going to switch to the energy, they've got to give those bumps, whether it's Dragonfly or something else, to really say, okay, your your motivation for running an energy primary is this perk or this ability. You're losing that crit benefit. You're losing that I'm going to cut through ads quickly benefit, and uh, you're gaining something else. And, and, and that's where I think they're misfiring. I still to this day think, and I'm going to continue to argue for, they need to take all energy primaries, slap them up in the kinetic slot, give us a true energy primary system again, and then slide all fusions, shotguns, SMGs, and snipers. And even I've argued that swords should be in the energy slot and, and navigate that as a true secondary. So you can make fusions and snipers stronger to actually be a viable option instead of everybody just running high rate of fire shotguns and then you would have a true primary and secondary system and as soon as you do that all of a sudden it gives you a lot more freedom with those energy primaries you could say well this energy primary has dragonfly this one has shield disorient and if you make shield disorient stronger as I described in the talk uh, the earlier part of the talk now you have player choice and 
playstyle landing on weapon selection. We're getting very, very one-dimensional in our loadouts for the most part. People are like, you can use whatever you want. Most people aren't going to pivot to a weapon that makes them feel weaker. As soon as you switch to one of the, you know, one of these energy primaries, you immediately feel less efficient and weaker, especially if the new content delivery system is a content delivery system of endgame. I'm going into content that's supposed to be challenging, whether it's the raid or the forge. And the forge, sure, people are going to say the forge isn't that hard. That's true. But if I go in and I go in weaker because of the weapons that they're feeding me from the forge, that just feels kind of silly. So I think there's a huge opportunity to retool the weapon system and I believe these weapons and perks really highlight some of the deficiencies that I've highlighted in previous videos. So we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're here right now you can submit questions about Destiny 2 or the things I just talked about. It doesn't have to be specific to the Forge. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage as with all of my content. I appreciate you listening or watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.